James Hope. All right, everybody. Welcome to the pod. Woo! Special live edition here at the cottage, Clayton. Playing some rebel songs out in the uh, parlor. Do you Maybe. recognize that song? Yes, yeah, it was Purple Rain just a second ago, <laughs> was it? That, I don't know if I would consider that a traditional <laughs> Irish, Irish rebel song. That's, that's not what uh, Bono and Slash were talking about in Sunday Bloody Sunday. But it's, but it's something, you this know. This is really Purple Rain. It was Purple Rain. I, I did not recognize but, that. But, but they're setting the stage for us. Well, it's a Wednesday night. If you can hear the music, the background noise, we're here at the cottage on Broadway doing a special edition. Cheers, guys. Thanks Cheers. for coming out and joining us. Yeah, thanks yeah. for joining yeah. Thanks, James. We love sure. having guests on the pod. We do. So we're here to talk SAFC, as always, Women's World Cup, whatever else. But Clayton, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Matthew. It's good to be out and about. Um, despite this terrible weather we've been having, we're inside, we all have a little beverage, and we're ready to talk some soccer. And I'm back in San Antonio. I haven't Welcome seen back. you eye to eye. I know. It's been a lot of long-distance relationships. Yeah, but it's nice that we're back in touch. Glad we can yeah, yeah, we're, back, we're back in touch. What about yeah. you, Caroline? How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I've, I'm so excited for the World Cup. I feel like it's taking up all of my headspace. This will be my second preview pod that I've done in two days. So. Oh, look at you yeah. making the circuit. <laughs> It's like the it's like the Super Bowl, like when everyone just goes on uh, oh. journalism row and goes around and does their interviews. I love that. Good. Hopefully, ours is going to be more off the cuff, more weird than the than the one you did. Because yeah, let's ask what was what was the prior one you did? What was the format of, of what you did before? So I do a podcast called In Seventeen Women with a few other women. It's about Tottenham Hotspur women. Uh, so just our club team and we focused our World Cup preview on the players from our club who are going to be in the tournament so kind of talked about you know their chances of actually playing in some cases that's a good um, format that's, that's a cool format to go about yeah. look at rather than just the Who's the favorite? Right. You know, oops, what's going to be? Oops, <laughs> that's what we're doing. No, no. We, we still did predictions, so yeah, we got a little. Okay, you already got your predictions yep. on on the record. Yes. Okay, we'll make her change some of them, maybe. <laughs> and James, are, what is your official title these days? Uh, Mr. Soccer for San Antonio. <laughs> How you doing, dude? Good, good, good. You know, God, month of July is just full of. If you're if you're not a soccer fan, you will be. Women's World Cup, Nations League. We had, we have Leagues Cup, Messi, you know, Messi, Cup. Messi uh, SAFC. I mean, it's like every weekend there's something that you can't meet. So stick inside, watch the matches, come out to the ones that are so out there. What do you think? They always talk about the U.S. Should we change our soccer schedule to the rest of the world? Maybe, maybe they should change their soccer schedule to ours. What do you think? What do you think about I, that? I love that idea. <laughs> this is soccer. This is soccer. All right? How do you think? How do you think Saturday night? How do you think FIFA would would respond to that recommendation if someone from Concacaf is like, 
I vote that we move the entire world schedule around. No, I mean, I think in the Super League, one of the ideas was maybe to go to our schedule. Am I crazy? Well, the USL Super League that's launching next year is going to be on the European schedule, oh, actually. Well, I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm for going with that. We'll I'm all for not having 100-degree kickoffs, personally. That is true. That is true. Y'all want to talk about the big game, Sunderland, the SAFC, SAFC Derby? I do, I do, I do. Clayton, tell us about it. Were you there? I was there, and it was it, it was spectacular. It, I was I was not looking forward to it to it necessarily because of the weather and potentially not knowing what kind of lineup we were going to put out there and it, and potentially we talked about it together at the at the SAFC Birmingham game right or yeah. the Memphis game like you know it, y'all were saying nine out nine out of ten times Sunderland just thrashes us. You know, beats eight out of like beats. Okay, beats. Uh, all right, all right. I'm, 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 you know who correctly predicted this three-one score? <laughs> I did to Charlie, but no, no you called it. You yes. on the record predicted two to one to the world. All yeah, right, I did. So don't, I don't care what you tell your little baby at night, yeah. night nighttime story. He told him my score, was so it? I'm happy. It turned out three-one, which yeah. is expected. Go ahead. But anyway, um, so I went into it like, ah, oh, man, it's a million degrees outside. I got a bunch of other things going on. It's right in the middle of the summer. I don't, I'm, I get, but when I got there and stepped inside the stadium, it felt different. It didn't feel like playoff atmosphere. Like, yes, it didn't feel like a normal SAFC game. And that's not a knock on normal on SAFC, but what, what did you what did you think, Caroline? Uh, yeah, I thought the, the vibe in the stadium was probably one of the best we've had this season. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was our top attendance so far. Yeah, um, and you could feel it. Like it, there were tons of Sunderland fans. I didn't realize there would be so many traveling, not just you know fans from the U.S. who were like expats, but also people from England came. We, um, we estimated at the tailgate there were over 150 I that it. were from England. Yeah, or I mean, you know, not just British expats, but it was like amazing. Yeah, to see and just to be able to to work with such a, a stellar club like Sunderland and to see them out there and. Their chants and their songs, I think, was a really positive hey, thing Clayton, for SAC. The, the people that interviewed us via our podcast, shout out to uh, the podcast, A Something Supreme. A Love Supreme. A Love Supreme yeah. from Sunderland. Thank you, Caroline. They put our answers out there. That dude was in America for the game. They came over here. That's awesome. I had no idea. That's awesome. And I, I saw, we were passing back and forth looking through different chats and stuff like that that they're they're trying to find a bar within walking distance you know like of the of the field and it was like welcome to texas guys nothing's, you know? yeah. nothing's walkable in july in, in order San to get your mail you gotta walk at least yeah. July. <laughs> exactly welcome to texas in july but anyway so i'm walking down to go down to my seats i have three seats there's a seat in between us in between me and the other the, the people that sit next next to us and as I'm walking down, I see a guy wearing a Lee Catterbolt jersey, and I'm like, "If this MRFer is in my seat, man, like I know this may be an exhibition, but but it turns out a, a Sunderland expatriate who's an attorney living in Florida huh, was had bought the seat between me and my normal flew what, over here. Yes, flew here, wow. and I sit down and I I'm trying to diffuse things to let him know that it's going to be an okay like experience for him. So I mentioned some Sunderland stuff and. You know that I'm not a buffoon, and like, and when we're feeling comfortable, I go, "Man, I bet you never thought you'd be singing God Save the King' in San Antonio, Texas, did you?" <laughs> and he just started laughing. He's like, "No, mate, that was never, on, that wasn't on my bucket list." <laughs> but anyway, he was. So I was a little concerned that we were going to put a seriously deficient team out there 
But I would say we put our B-minus team. What it was was a lot of guys that we hadn't seen in a long time yeah. um, that are fighting for minutes that, that you know. So, like, Isaiah Parker started. Uh, let, Zeke Bailey let, let start, me, let Bailey me ask started. You this. Before you name them all, who's one player? Like, I watched the Gold Cup looking for U.S. players that stood out. That I say, this guy needs more time. Was there a player in this game that's the Nathan Fogasha this year that, that you saw this game and you thought, man, he needs to play more. I He's thought, good. Sure. Thank I'm good. You. I'm good on mine, brother. Beers at the cottage. I, Come on I, out to the cottage. Wonderful service. Yes. Yes. Um, I thought Zico Bailey had a great game. I thought he had an absolute. Where was he playing on the field? He was playing in the middle, wasn't he? He. I think he was playing at wing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was playing on the other side, the opposite Maloney, side of PC. Parker, yeah, PC. but but uh, Parker was out there and. Anyway, we're not going through the, the entire... Zico was good. It was, yes. It was a reminder. We haven't seen him in a month or so. So, Caroline, is there a player that stood out to you? Uh, I think I would have to say... I Did Joan? He played in this game, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, he started. I, I couldn't remember if I was confusing oh. this with the El Paso game, but yeah. I'll tell you. Ever I'll, since he joined, I think he's really impressed. And I'll tell you who stood out for me, who we haven't got to see a lot of. They had a tough assignment, Tulu. Stood out for me. Two. Yes, two. Yes. That's what yes. I meant. Yes, that is, that is yes. probably what I was trying yes. to say. Was he was playing left. center back center for back, us. Right? He played center back for us. And Sunderland has an 18 year old that they just signed from Benfica named Heredia. So he goes by one Hamir, Hamir, H E M I R. And like they paid a lot of money for him, and he's a big, fast. He was raw, but well, Tulu. So is Tulu. But Tulu held held his own. But anyway, can't out athlete. So Tulu. The, the point being, so. When I sit down next to Catamol, I'm like, I'm like, so this is the way we play. I don't know if you know anything about. It. He's like, he's like, yeah, 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 I know it's all long ball here in the USL. I was like, uh, us a little bit more particular than most, and and like what we like to do is pressure. And he starts licking his chops. He's like, oh mate, we're gonna tear you up if you try to do that to us because that's the way we want to play and that's the way we've been playing. And and he's just he's just all fat fat catting it up next to me, thinking that they're just gonna stomp us. And the first half. I thought we played them pretty evenly. Now there, there were some. They turned the ball over, and you could tell that it was their first real. Game. They've had a couple of practice games over there, but it was their first real game. Mm-hmm. But there were some serious moments of class from them. Their first yeah. goal was spectacular. Not um, as spectacular as our first goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they they <laughs> walked they walked man. they walked the ball up the field on us and then oh, and hey. then a sixteen year old played another a beautiful ball over the top to another sixteen year old and and like a brilliant finish and then Caroline could have reached out and touched Patrick Roberts with her finger and that guy stood with his with his heels on the line the entire time and every time he got the ball he either skinned one of our guys or created a dangerous chance. Patrick Roberts, for them, who I think we pointed out, was just, you could tell he was just a class above everybody else. Best player on the field oh, in the first half. I mean, it was crazy how talented he is yeah. and just glides with the ball. I'm not going to let you gloss over PCs. <laughs> well, we, we haven't Men gotten there yet. Blazers were the internet number one goal of the day. No, so I just want to say, say this as a general overall. So you can tell the difference in what they are and what the USL is. We were still playing our same way where we were pressing, trying to press. And I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't noticeably bad compared to how we normally play. But if you're a fraction too late, they they play right through it, find the guy that's wide open. Roberts 
would sit with his heels literally on the line while everyone else is in the other final third. They'd find him, and then he'd go, him and Gooch would overlap each other. Lyndon Gooch would overlap each other. and Captain pro- Lyndon Gooch. Yeah, they probably created that? 10 was, chances that way. He was the captain? Yeah, he, yeah, cool. he started that way until he, until he came off. But anyway, th- they had a lot of classy players, but we gave them a full match. Like, we were pressuring them. They turned the ball over. And if we're playing our A team... And they have the chances to finish. Right. Maybe, maybe the scores, maybe the scores a little different. Maybe yeah. it is. But I mean, clearly they were a better team. But also, we weren't playing our A team. No, and I think you know, I was thinking to myself that probably our players who have really been standouts this season are players who are on loan, like Tani, like Rita, and I can understand their parent clubs probably didn't want them playing in this friendly. Sure, and then but look, look what happened to Maloney. Right, and yeah, Maloney, we don't know what the extent of his that injury looked bad. is, but it, it like, looked bad. He, like, he's not the type to stay down. So he, he went to the hospital. He didn't even lift his head. He, he wouldn't yeah, even he lift his head up. I would imagine he was probably in tears. He didn't want people to see him. Yeah. And like, he, he couldn't move his elbow. I would not be surprised we didn't see him for an extended period of time. But anyway, the, Go ahead, Caroline. Uh, I was just going to say, I think it was a good chance for some players who have been out of favor with SAFC yeah. to get some minutes and kind of prove themselves. And I thought Kamarni Smith actually looked really bright. He did! And I wow. think that could come down to the fact that he's he's an English player. Yeah. He's more familiar with kind of the style that we were getting from Sunderland. So I thought he did great. And Had Moedo look? Uh, he was good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we had the ball for long stretches, too. Right. I, I mean, feel like it was competitive, honestly. I mean, obviously, I was cons- I didn't know if all their guys were going to make it through, like, playing in that heat. Mm-hmm. And then their coach, did you see their coach making them run? So they subbed 11 out at halftime. Okay. And they brought in a whole new 11 and just happened to bring on that English international Jack Clark, you know, like under Former 18. Former Tottenham player. Yeah, that guy, that guy just uh, – he they had him against probably a 14-year-old or 15-year-old well, at one in point the, in the time. 60th minute – they might have brought in subs, but we brought in our academy. Yes. So we went from our B team to our U18 team. I'm impressed that they didn't get scored on more than they did. But, Good job. But I don't want to gloss over, like you said, I don't want to gloss over the PC goal. Because like we mentioned last week, rough season so far for PC. Both physically and on the field. He just hasn't been able to get the minutes. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. But, I mean, he's a leader. We need to have him out there being part. And to see him score from 47 yards out or whatever it was and beat their most valuable player that they're talking about, maybe the English national team keeper in, in, in four or five years. Let's well, he's so. still, a ways to, <laughs> still a ways from that. Still has a yeah. few lessons to learn. A new holler would be great for in the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> still a few lessons to learn. Yes, stay down. That was good to see. Good point about PC. We need him contributing, huh? Um, yes. Any, I don't know. Any, in the second half, when we started seven our, our academy kids on, I, I kind of lost interest. Yeah. Like I, I just I saw that that Jack Clark guy just ragdolled a couple of our guys, and I was like, "Well, I, I don't want to sit here and watch this next to the Sunderland guy. That's not really." Well, I'll pipe know. in from afar that I wasn't there. I was out of town, and everyone that knows me well enough to text me was sending me pictures. I've never gotten so many pictures of guys drinking beer with other guys. Yeah, and look, girls, it was just saying like hu- like the hug it out, like like an international, like. If you've ever been to a World Cup or a Gold Cup or a Copa America and 
It's, it's, it's not tribal, really. It's, it's not really... Your nation's bigger, you know? So just kind of like, hey, you know, what's up with you? And what's up with you? Well, this is fun. There's not local animosity. No, you know no animosity. It's, it's, like, it's like, hey, let's get to know one another rather than, oh, I know you and I, don't, I know I don't like you. Here's my, <laughs> my, cha- my challenge for Bobby Perez, your buddy, yeah. who was named the number one sports attorney in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. So shout out to Bobby Perez. He teaches the law school class at, at yeah. St. Mary's on the, well, on the subject. Bobby, when are we going to have the replay? Back in Sunderland. Yeah. For I us. want the excuse to fly over to Sunderland to play, to go watch a preseason game next year. <laughs> would yeah. you guys go to Sunderland for a game? If of we course. Play over there? Of course. I would love to. They all come over here, but I've never heard of an American team going over there. I mean, not sure. the USL level. I mean, yeah. it happened Do a lot. MLS teams? MLS teams have in the past. Yeah. I don't think you see it as you much think? anymore. Yeah, they back there were a lot of games. Early on in the mid nineties, okay. oh. they did a lot. Last of century, yes. Last century. Let's yes. do a twenty first century friendly. Last thing to talk about with that: a lot of chatter and a lot of people upset about getting out of the stadium. You brought it up, or you pointed it out yeah. to me. I talked. I promised Matthew that I would talk to my bailiff who works those games a lot Because you said, I didn't have a single problem because I just left five minutes early. I did leave five minutes early. I don't like early. that answer. I didn't want to see our 15-year-olds get ragdolled. You know? And like, you I knew, just, no, you cool. knew that there would be traffic. No, not really. I, I like You didn't give me a heads right. up. Like, But anyway, so the heads up, so I, it was my understanding that people had a hard time getting out of there, right? There was a lot of people waiting around. It was a good, I think, over... 45 minutes till I got Whoa. home from the stadium. Yeah, so, so that, all right. So yeah. he told me that they were severely short staffed um, and that they brought it, they had to bring in a lot of people that didn't know what they were doing. The traffic control and, was not controlling. And, this, and so no, he said, and here's another thing he said this meant that may be key. So I know they had a certain part blocked off where normally you could go. He said the people, there weren't enough people or the people that were there don't know how to work. They manually work the lights. Like when it's let, when they're letting out, and so that element was missing, and so uh, since there was nobody to work the lights, that's why they everything was jacked up. That's uh, that's what he I, said. I think you have to blame that's that said. on the English. <laughs> they drive on the other side of the road, that's true. and so therefore, when they came out of the parking lot, they'd already just be gone. It was just did, did you apply some pressure? Did you thumb down on him and say, "Hey, hey"? I said, I said, well, he knows that I have a platform. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, he knows. He knows that. And so I was like, hey, man, this is your chance to get your, your side of the story out now before we just sit there and bash the Bear County Sheriff's Office. Because they want more money. And so they're, he, like a lot of the people aren't – a lot of the sheriffs aren't willing to go and work because they're not getting paid. They, they should get paid. I got an idea. Get out. There stop policing the bunker. And Mayor Ron, no, we had this conversation. No, we've had this conversation. They've been told that outside the stadium is their purview. Anything ah. inside the stadium, SAFC wants their people to handle. Good. That's, that that's the way that good. They don't well, want, they don't want Bear County Sheriff's Bear County Sheriff's like tasering somebody out on the field or something like that. Well, they need know? to handle the parking better. But and like and then if they if they want them arrested, then they'll ask they'll bring them in and ask them to to, to, to take them out. But anyway, All right. we're spending too much time yep. on this. We need to talk about what's important. One last thing from previous games. SAFC 2, El Paso 1. James, what, is that, what does that mean for Copa Tejas? Uh, well, it puts San Antonio in, the, in a really good spot because with only uh, El Paso has now played three of their four games. They only got one more what's game. What's the headline, James? What's the headline? The headline is, is that if San Antonio FC can win one of their next two games against RGV, Chances are they will clinch Copa Tejas by mid-August. So I, we're one win from winning Copa Tejas. Basically, we're one win away. Boom. I have one more 
thing that I want to talk about from the San Antonio two to one victory over El Paso. Was it a lack of red cards? No, no, or was it Coach no, Red Card? Yes, yes. Coach, we got a name. Coach Red Card. Coach Red Card. Name? Dario Pot. Yes. The name, I knew Dario it. Dario Potts. Purple shirt guy. Yes, yeah. I was checking. Have you seen him at the game? No. He's he he nothing but complaining. He's been hired to yell at the referees, and he finally. And he's, all, wonder, and he's all yoked, he's and he's yoked. out there trying to intimidate people. And like he had to get escorted. He was the I, when we were potty when you were in Colorado. The police had to escort him out. You think he gets like a bon- you think it's a bonus in his contract every red card? I I don't know so what it means. He's doing his job, but the shirts get tighter everywhere, and so I can see him like he's getting amped up. You, Do you know? know who he is? I I sit very close to the home bench at he's the game. New, right? Uh, I think he was there last season at least. Oh. I remember him, but. Every time Marcina knocks over the tactics board, he's the one that has to pick up all the magnets. So that could be the source of his weight. He's a low man on the totem pole. He's basically Marcina's oopsie guy. Yes. He cleans up his mess. They, they mean girls. They mean girls him all week long. Definitely. Quit trying to make fetch a thing, Gretchen. Love it. All right. Is it time to talk women's soccer? Yes, that's why we're here. This is why we're having a round table. This is the most rectangular round table discussion <laughs> we're ever going to have. This is why we're at the cottage listening to sad Irish music. <laughs> Not Irish Irish music. Ireland's in it, though. So really? They are. are they? Yeah. yeah. Boom. But that's First so... They were with Australia and... Uh, they just had to abandon a, abandon a friendly because they went all Irish. All right. Well, oh, the other team abandoned the friendly. That's right, right? So, Columbia. what I'm understanding is Colombia were the team that were being excessively aggressive and yes. Ireland asked to call it off. However, we do know that Colombia is from... A region of the world where the football is typically more aggressive, so more aggressive than Ireland. I I think it could have been right. Those Irish girls they play field well, hockey as well. Too, I went like, to I went to the U.S. women's early. team game against Ireland this past April. That's right, and that is the game where Mal Swanson got injured on and, a tackle or because it just running. Well, she had a bad collision first, That's stayed in right. the game, That's and right. then had I think it was a non-contact yep. injury, That's right. but it was it was. And a pretty aggressive game. Let's start with this then. This is a question that's not not covered. All right. I want to do something. All right. Women's World Cup. First question from Clayton. Will Will this World Cup, Caroline, be remembered as a World Cup for all the people that aren't there because of injuries and ACLs that are this big? Or the people that are going to be there that are going to make this an amazing World Cup? How about that? Didn't see that one coming, did you? It's a good question. And I think... What I've just been saying over and over is that this is going to be the most competitive World Cup ever on the women's side. And obviously there are so many players who are injured, who are going to be missed, and right, could on. have had an impact, but I'm, I think it's still going to be high quality and I'm a dummy. Memorable. What do you mean? People are injured? Who's hurt? <laughs> Who isn't hurt could be the better question. Is Kashkas back, the Spaniard? What's her name? Oh, Pateas. She is back. So she has recovered from her ACL. It's kind of the players who got injured like right before the Euros last summer, they're kind of on their way back. All right, so who's out? Oh gosh, I should have written a whole list. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get to individual okay, stuff. Okay, okay. I okay. Wanted to it's start. extensive. It's extensive. <laughs> the big one for me is the English girl, White, right? Well, they have several. No, White has retired. Okay. White has retired. Who's but the one missing, who just did her knee? They're missing Beth Mead. They're missing Leah Williamson, who was their captain. Okay. And they are also missing one more. Who is it? Oh gosh. All knees. Um, all ACLs. Yes. We're, we're completely out of whack. Can we do our questions? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. 
All right. Go, Matthew. I, I, I We're going to talk about the Women's World Cup. It kicks off for me this Friday. According to Caroline, it kicks off tonight. Yeah, like five hours. In the wee hours. 2 a.m. tomorrow morning. Which is actually tomorrow. For me, it's, it's, but it's to me, it kicks off Friday night, USA Vietnam, 8 p.m. James, where can I watch that? Because oh, I want to go. That's one, why you're here. One of the places is right here at the cottage here on, on Broadway. Oh. They, they're going to be showing the match as well. Uh, the Crocodiles. It's American Outlaws. American here, right? Outlaws will be here. So nice venue, uh, some TVs to watch and such like that. The Crocketeers will be out at Alamo Beer Company. Festivities start at Down- 7, downtown on 202 Lamar Street. Sorry. And uh, we will uh, start the festivities at 7 p.m. There's going to be giveaways and such. We have over 100 people that have signed up already for the for the match. We're expecting maybe 150 people indoor outdoor event. All right, so, I, I, I got some, I'm scared. I got some questions. I've never been to an event. You mean I'm not going to get in because it's sold out, James? Oh no, it Should I stay up, home. Oh it's so no, no, no. We, we've the capacity this, is 700, so we're ninny, in good shape. out there. Ninny, ninny, show yeah, up. Yeah, right? Oh, you, anyone can come out. Just get room. ready. To, Am I going to be so far back? I can't see the screen. Uh, the screen is so large. You, it, You'd be hard to be able, you can't even see the moon. We're talking this big 20 foot tall it's outdoor 20 screen. Foot, it's a huge, going to take 20 minutes. I like to, to hear the game. Out. The game will be on loud Wait. and ha- uh, loud. I don't come to the cottage because they don't put the sound yeah, on, Yeah, I don't, right? I can't if speak If I come that. to Alamo Beer, will there be sound? There will be so much sound, you're going to have to wear <laughs> earbuds. Will I hear all those girls yelling in my all ear? Those girls Julie scream. Fowdy. You'll hear me screaming. I want Julie Fowdy's you know, definitely have that event. Voice in my ear. It'll be a, it'll be a great event. I think it's a... Either location is great for anyone who wants to come out and watch the match. I said, if you want to go out with about a couple hundred of your friends, soccer friends, this will be the event. Is there parking there? Because I, I, like, I don't like to yeah. walk far. We've got free parking. How many spots? I think it's about 300, 400 it's spots. Humongous. It's humongous. All right? When I show up there, what do I see? Like, Is it just going to be you with a little TV you're and I'm going to be nervous and awkward? You're going to see four big screen TVs inside the event. You're going to have a big outdoor 20-foot screen, huge it may be larger than that. It was so damn, it took 20 minutes to blow up. Picture. So it's definitely going to be an, an exact Oh, it's a slab event. cinema screen, right? Exactly, yes. Because so. people know people at slab cinema. Yep. So, so thank you to yeah. slab cinema. So I think that you'll like it. It's going to be a great event. The beer is cold. The food is excellent. There's prices. Oh, it's pet friendly if you're outside. Oh, really? Yes. No, right? for real. So you can. Because I want to bring my dog. You can bring your kids too. Yes. Right? And it's kid friendly. So it's a, definitely a great location. Uh, I highly recommend it. We've been out there as one of our sponsors. Are you going to be there? I will be there. So, clearly. are you going to be giving away shit? We're going to be giving away shit. If they come find you and say they are a Pluto listener, will you if give they, them something? They, they will get. They will, will get you give double them a koozie. We'll give definitely give you a koozie. <laughs> All right. So lots of opportunities with World Cup watch parties, uh, scarves for the USA that we have. Summer scarves, because you know it, it could get cold in late July or August, and you're gonna want a scarf. So what better time <laughs> buy a scarf? We're gonna even have a special on the scarf. So lots of opportunities for you to come out and watch the USA. We'll be doing the first two matches. The third match is at 2 a.m. Uh, so we're looking at a venue that might be open uh, 24 hours to go watch that match for those that are good. This is a good tie-in to all the questions for Caroline. Indeed. Our second game is versus the are Netherlands. You gonna, are you hosting a party at the strip club, dude? <laughs> that's well, a good that try. That's be, a good idea. That, that would, would be, be different. That would be different. Friday In night. So many ways. Friday night's the first game against Vietnam. The Netherlands win is that? Wednesday the, the 26th. The following Wednesday. Well, that's the also an 8 p.m. start time. And then the one we can't watch with you unless we go to the strip club. That's Portland. It's 2 a.m. We're looking at uh, Taco Palenque on Wurzbach. 
They're open 24 hours. They got five. Or oh, you're talking about a Portugal USA watch party at 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. I will be in, there. Oh wow! I will be there. Caroline has promised you. me that she will show up. You know. Yes. So, uh, we'll see. We'll you see. know, uh, hell with work the next day. It's it's Portugal. All right. Well, James, the whole reason I'm doing this personally. Egotistically is to get excited about this World Cup, and Indeed. I am more Indeed. excited about the watch party now. I, I, so you thank you. That, that's what makes that's a good it. sales pitch. Anytime you can part, party with hundred. I'll see you Friday. Price. I will yes, be sir. there for my, and I want my two gifts. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I have a question, Caroline. Thirty-two teams in this World Cup, yes. Women's World Cup, for the first time ever. Yes. Correct. Up, up from twenty-four. Up from twenty-four. Good or bad? Ooh. Uh, good. Because it is giving teams who, I mean, we've got eight teams who are making their debut. Eight two debut teams, eight yes. additional teams. I can, I can tell, <coughs> excuse me, tell oh, you. Oh, yeah, debutantes. Those teams are the Philippines, Ireland, Haiti, Zambia, Portugal, Vietnam. So two, two teams in our group. Hmm. Panama and Morocco. So Morocco is the first Arabic country to make the Women's World Cup. There's just a lot of firsts going on um, around this World Cup. Okay, but I watched the last World Cup, and when Alex Morgan scored the 13th goal and celebrated, a lot of people got angry at a lot of things. Isn't that just eight? Is this like affirmative action for soccer? Is this eight new teams that are about to get slaughtered because they're not ready? Vietnam. I think there's varying levels of competitiveness from these debut teams. Like teams like Ireland, I think are actually going to really surprise people. Um, as well as Morocco, they finished second place in their regional tournament this past year. Um, so these are not teams that are going to be pushovers necessarily. And I think that overall, it's good to be expanding uh, opportunities for women's national teams because that's that's the only way that you you grow the game, that you get more eyes yeah. on the team. And, that's, get more investment. and it seems like that's the only way to keep the game from being top heavy as well. Like, yeah. I mean, we've watched in years past when really only three or four teams had an opportunity, a, a, a real chance of winning, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's all be honest with Is each it other even here. three or four? Is it one or two? No, I, I think there's all, it's always been three or four, yeah. but like, you know, going back to when it was just Germany, us, you know, Norway, and China, and, and China right? China. And, and Brazil for a minute. How many teams could win this World Cup to you? You like that question? Yes, I like that question. <laughs> there we well, go. Good transition. I think, obviously, I think the U.S. is going to win. That's my <laughs> prediction. Yes. But, I missed that. Would you say that again, uh, please? The U.S. is going to win the right. World Cup. You said. <laughs> but there are some legitimate contenders besides the U.S. You're going out on a limb. You've got. Predicting the two-time the two repeating champ to win it all again. But yep. go ahead. Yep. <laughs> so, Australia, this is their home World Cup. You think They're, they could win? I think they the could win. They could. Uh, they're an outside chance, but they're a legitimate contender. What's her name? Sam Kerr. Sam, Sam, Kerr. Kerr. Sam Kerr. She's a badass. She's, she's been around forever. Does it seem like she's been around forever? No, she's just that good. And so she's still at her peak. This is this yeah. is like her fourth or fifth World Cup. It has to be right. Yeah. And she's she's one of the best players. Every in the time world. I see her, she looks even meaner, like than she did before. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad. way. I mean that like in right. a, she's I'm a tough a, lady. I'm a two. So you're a two. Okay. So we've also got Canada. Another CONCACAF team. They still have us. that striker, Sinclair, they, right? They Sinclair. have Sinclair. This still. is, I don't know what number World wow. Cup for her, but it's it's up there. Um, She's still huge. And they've had issues with their federation, you know. Yeah. And it's not just Sinclair. the women's Their soccer team. federation went bankrupt. I the men's team is also men's. dealing with Correct issues name. as well, yes. That they may declare bankruptcy. Yes. So it's, it's been a whole thing for Canada. So with them, it's kind of a question of can they put all those distractions aside. But they do have a strong team. 
Okay. Um, we've also got. Oh wait, Spain. I just want a number. I want a number. No, no, no. I want to go through. You want to go through? We're talking about teams. All right. That's what we're going to talk about. Go for it, Spain. So also, I got, I got bets. I got to put together. Spain with Putellas. Spain with Alexia Putellas, the Ballon d'Or winner. I think the past two years running, she's, you know, one of the best players in the what world. What position does she play? She is a. Oh my God! You would ask me this. I don't, oh, no. I don't watch a ton of the Spanish league. She's in the attack. <laughs> she's in the attack. I know that. Yes, I think she might be a midfielder. I'm sure. Um, I think she's a midfielder. Yes, but she she plays for Barcelona, who is inarguably the best Spanish team. Um, they just won the Champions League this past season. Mm. But didn't they, but aren't they, they fighting with their yes, federation so they, they and a bunch of their issues. players? Oh, a bunch of them are yeah. I don't know why I know all the controversy Mean girl stuff. Well, but. there's a lot of them for this World <laughs> Cup, unfortunately. Okay. But yeah, there were yeah. players who boycotted the team. The issues did not get resolved, but some of them have come back. There are still a few that are yeah. holding out. Half of them and, are still out. And sacrificing, basically giving up their Yeah, like three cup. or four starters, right? Yes. Yeah, like That's a prominent members of the team. But Spain so. is like, if but, you like Spanish football, right. if you like Barcelona, like that's where most of their oh, players play. Is it a that's similar style like. to the men's game? Yeah, like you know what you're going to get okay. from Spain. No matter who's playing, like they're, they're going to execute and... They're a very strong team. Man, can so. I go completely left field? Sure. Do most women's teams mirror the men's team's styles? For the casual viewer like me who's more into men's soccer, are there any notable exceptions? Because USA, that would be I'd say that'd be difficult. The USA, because of this philosophy, it comes from the top. There is a coaching philosophy. But I mean, for the USA, you know, Canada so. plays like the Canadian men. All right, yeah. That, yeah. that's pretty common. Spain, you're saying the Spanish girls and the Spanish men. USA, maybe not? Now that you pose the question, I think most of them do. It, I think it's more, it's not just like the federation, but like the culture of soccer in the that Germans nation. are efficient and fast and yeah. strong. Right, technical. So for a, for a non, for a casual viewer, cheat sheet, it's going to look a lot like the men's team in, some, in general philosophy. In a lot of ways, okay. yes, for sure. Good, I'm loving this. So, so we got Spain. Yeah. We've also got England, who are the reigning European champions. They, I'm glad there's free healthcare in England. Was that a happy and we day? Mentioned, and, we, and we mentioned <laughs> the crazy injuries, right? Like they have all yes. kinds of injuries. So Fran Kirby was the other player there I've forgotten. Go. Okay. Um, but they, they still have a really strong roster. Uh, they've not had such good results recently and kind of their build up to the World Cup. So I think in England, people are getting nervous and not feeling as confident as they were. Um, but you can't take them lightly. They're Before the injuries, they might have been the favorite, right? They, they probably would have been, I think. Yeah. I, I tend to think, and this this may, I may just be talking shit, but like, seems like these teams that have been traditionally strong can withstand these injuries because yeah. they are traditionally strong and they have a pipeline of talent just right. that, that's so much more talented than... than Wait, uh, than do you think England's traditionally strong? I mean, they have been over the last three to four that's, years. That's not a tradition, but... I think in the women's game, though, been, that's a long time. Traditionally, they've never been as good as their men's team they've until this generation. They've kind of been like second tier, no, I would yes, say. Not, not one of the top contenders, but someone who can cause trouble on their day. But, but now a year ago, I mean, like, they were the best team in the world. Yes. They I won the Euros. This is almost like, there's almost like a socioeconomic impact. Like, the, the first world teams... Like because they can support their women's soccer, you know what I'm saying, and they have the like they have the development. There's always going to be young girls coming through that that are yeah. talented because yeah. because they have a grassroots we support seen, group. We, that we you don't seen, see from Zambia or wherever. We haven't seen a Brazil know? or an Argentina yet. So, so 
you asked earlier if expanding the World Cup was going to be good overall, and I think one of the things that keeps the top teams dominant is that they are in countries where there is an actual professional league. So for many of these countries that are competing, they don't have a professional league that they're you know drawing most of their players from. Like for example, England with the WSL, which is one of the top women's leagues. Um, so in a lot of these other countries, you've got players who are maybe playing collegiately at the U.S. Like that's yeah. the case with the New Zealand squad. They've got a lot of players who who play college ball. Vietnam also. Um, Philippines. Vietnam, the Philippines. Yes. So Mexico. I think that's a good thing to point out as well. So it's just not all professional players in the World Cup? Yes, so actually the San Antonio Athenians, our UWS team that we have here in San Antonio, actually have a player on the Argentinian squad. So Let's go. Who is it? awesome. Uh, her na- let me look up her name because I have forgotten. Let's talk about something for a second. Clay, why, why is she here playing in San Antonio? Oh. Did she go to college here? Did she go to like Incarnate Word or something? I, I would guess probably yes because most of the players on the Athenians are either they're they're playing during Trinity their or summer Incarnate break. Word. It's it's summer league, so they're yeah. all they're college, yeah. collegiate players mm-hmm. that draw from all over the United States. San Antonio of has a woman going to the World Cup. That's right. That's pretty cool. Her, well, I have her a, name I, is oh. uh, Chiara. Oh gosh, it won't let me zoom. Chiara Singarella. 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 I'm sorry, that's horrible pronunciation. <laughs> Whatever, it's good knowledge. Okay, so, wait, she had five teams. Yeah, I want to hear who else. Oh, yes. So so we got England. We've also got, I think I, we, we already know the USA are a contender. We have Brazil, who... Okay. Marta's you know, still there. Marta is coming back for another World Cup. Uh, she's returning from an ACL injury. So she's not going to be starting many games, if any. Um, but Brazil has a very strong squad. They have a lot of players who we can watch in the NWSL week in and week out, players in the WSL. Um, Dabinia, Caroline, those are two more that you're really going to want to watch for. Um, so I think Brazil, they're kind of what I'm calling my dark horse. Okay, that was my question. One yeah. of my questions for you. So Brazil is your dark horse. Why? Yes. Just because they're, they're a team that's on the rise. Um, and they still... Even though their best player is 50. How old is Marta? <laughs> She's not quite 50. 37. She's yeah. 37. 37. 37. I looked, it up, to, I looked okay. it up today. There we go. Because <laughs> she was like Sam Kerr for me. I'm like, gosh, she's yeah. still around? I for think her. Has yeah. she not played in every world? She, I think she has. And Formiga was another player who... China in 91. Like the Mars, the Mars I, I Open Cup or whatever it was yeah. called. The, I believe she did play like in the dancing, With like the dancing she M&Ms. Was young, like yes. 14 or 15. But right. Yeah, okay. she's played in every world cup. So obviously the, the Brazilian Federation, I don't think have invested in their women's side as much as the men's who are like a perennial contender for the men's world cup. But they're on the rise for sure. Okay. So they're one to look out for. Um, and then I've also got France, who, yet again, another controversy. Uh, they had players who also said they weren't going to come to the World Cup, including their captain, Wendy Renard, yeah. because of issues with the former manager, yeah. um, just like abusive behavior. Um, so Karine Diacra, that was her name. She's out. They replaced now, her in like April or May, right? Yes. So um, Hervé Renard, he is... He has international... Wait, it was a female manager they said was being abusive to him? Yes. Okay. Well, Renard's all right. Uh, you'd be surprised. That's it's... a famous coach, right, Renard? Yes. 
Yeah, so he the was managing one? Saudi Arabia in yeah. the Men's World Cup. So yeah. this is his second World Cup within the space of a year. Wow. Uh, which is kind of crazy. Six months later. Yes. And he coached them previously, didn't he? I don't think so. I thought he they, did. I thought he did met, coach the women's previously. Man. So they also have injury issues as well. They have right? a lot of injury issues, um, some ACLs, um, but I think they still have enough firepower in their squad that they're going to cause issues if they have resolved all of their internal they issues. They might be the most talented team they in might the world. Be. Yes. To me. They but they could go French on you at any moment. Just exactly. like, yeah. just like the men. Just like the we men's. talked about the yes. right. Are yeah. they that way? Like next thing you know, like you're in front of like whatever House of Congress having to testify about what went wrong and right. who right. was terrible to who and stuff yes. like that. Like okay, so, you're at seven teams. Yes, and my last eighth final contender oh. is Germany. Whoa. A team that I have some affection for. I follow the men's team more so than the US men's team, but I've started to get into watching the women's team a lot as well. And they they've got a really strong roster. Um, and a lot of really promising young up and coming players. Like Lena Oberdorf was the young player of the Euros the past summer. Um, they've got Eula Brandt is one of my players to watch. Um, and they have Alex Pop, who is just a consummate competitor. Like she, she finds a way to win. So I read this about Germany and I don't, I don't know enough about their inner workings. When they, going into World Cups and major tournaments, when they've looked like that they were just falling apart and gonna be garbage, they turn their shit around and like and end up winning. But when they look like mind shaft or whatever then that's when they that's when they fall apart yes is there something to that I, I think so but I think so what kind of form are they going into this? so what right kind of now they're, they they're not in the best form because okay. they lost to Zambia yes oh, yeah. there we go there's look at that. look games. at us all look at us all contributing. I am a job. look at us all contributing <laughs> yeah so Zambia Barbara Banda she's another one of those players they're going to the World Cup they're, they're, they're in the they're, World they're, Cup yeah. they're first okay World okay 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 so my friend Kathy Amen is in her 70s she's not really up with Women's soccer. You were just going into one. Tell me three people I can recommend to her that will just make her go, whoa. Like, who's this Zambian? I want this so to be one of them. The Zambian is Barbara Banda. That's and a great name. She was Barbara actually Banda. banned from competing in the past Olympics because of a testosterone. Oh, no. We got some. Oh, no. That, like, the Zemania runner. So, kind of, yes. Like, Kester Semenya, the yeah. South African oh, runner. No. It's the same kind of situation where she was very unfairly being told that she didn't meet, basically, gender standards. Um, but luckily, FIFA has cleared that up. and she's. Gonna oh, there's our rebel song. Up. I'm sorry. There's our rebel song. Sunday, Bloody Sunday. The planet. Okay. I'm sorry. There Go ahead, Carol. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she's definitely one of the ones to watch. Uh, a player that I'm really excited about from watching CONCACAF tournaments is Melshi Demorne. She plays for Haiti. This is their first World Cup also, and they, you know, a lot of people are, are thinking they're not going to do very well. I just have a good hunch about them, and I think that they could really surprise people, and she's the main reason. Um, she's an incredible forward. And is Spanda forward too? I think she is. I think she's a striker. Okay. Yes. I've got one. Oh. Yeah, Clayton oh. did some research today. Oh. Clayton did some uh, okay. YouTubing during lunch okay. when I was supposed to be talking to witnesses. And I just said, nope, I'm going to look at women's soccer. Um, there's a Colombian named Linda Caicedo. That was one that of mine. Pla that plays for Real Madrid. 
Yep. And she has got some moves. Wait, was she in the last World Cup? No, but she was in the U17 and U20 World Cup within the past year. Yeah, she's, she's got 17. She's electric, dude. Yes. Like she plays for Real Madrid, so she's gone from Colombia to Real Madrid. Like she's like, like she said, 17 years old. I watched Do you like know four, her backstory? No, I don't, dude. So I'm excited. Tell me about it, please. Because so, I just saw her. And I go. I go, dude. I can, I can get down on this. I can watch this chick play. Yeah, I just learned this today that she actually had to do chemotherapy for ovarian cancer Whoa. during the pandemic. And now she is back. All right, everyone's root for Columbia. So Wait, she's only 17 or 18. Yeah, so it's really rare that that gets diagnosed at such a young age. Wow. Um, and then yeah. it gets taken care of so that you can go play in two World Cups in a I year. I know. So she's, <laughs> so she's like a fighter on and off the field, basically. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm down like, but they're in a really tough group. I think their group is really hard. But Colombia is my dark horse team. You know, Whoa! Colombia, Colombia is in uh, with Germany, mm-hmm. uh, Korean Republic, and Morocco. So yeah, I, I think they can, which I, I think is going to be one of the. I best think they're interesting Morocco, groups. Morocco supposedly, and you probably could talk about this more. And you were talking about this before we came on air yeah. about that Morocco is the first Islamic, like Arabic. Country, Arabic yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, like. And, uh, yeah, that's they, something. Yeah, they've kind of had a really quick rise within the African region. Um, they did get to the semifinal of the Women's AFCON last season. And one of their, their, their star player is Rosella Ayon. Uh, she actually plays for the club team that I support, so I know her very well. Uh, Tottenham? Um, Tottenham, yes. Well, I would imagine they have a very French style as well, right? Like Morocco, France are very similarly situated. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that'll be interesting. I think that group is going to be really um, riveting, actually, because of the mix of styles huh. between those nations. Okay, do you have a third player to watch? Are you ready to move on? Yes, yeah, so I've so also got... Three. I've got Davinia. Um, Say what? <laughs> Davinia. Oh, Davinia. She's one of the Brazilians, yes. and she plays for the Kansas City Current. She's like a female Ronaldinho, or am I crazy? She's got moves, Basically, right? yes. Yes. <laughs> Is she that girl you see playing street soccer that they show the highlights of all the time that does the YouTube? Well, like, and there's there's a commercial that just came out with her where she's like juggling in a convenience store and like the remember the commercial that the dudes up. did in the airport? <laughs> yes. Remember the Brazilian team, the Yoga sure. Yoga Benito or whatever, like for that World Cup where they were in the like like doing all, she, they're doing like a, a women's version of that. I like that. Very yeah. cool. So she's I mean, you can also watch her weekend and week out in the NWSL, which I recommend. Kansas City? Kansas City Current. Okay. Yeah. And then my last player to watch is a German player. Um, I think I mentioned her earlier. It's Eula Brandt. She's a left winger and she basically had the game-winning assist in the Champions League semifinal against Arsenal. She plays for Wolfsburg at the club level and She's she's just electric to watch. Um, I think she gives me hope for for like German women's soccer. Would you put who would your top three be? Just tell me the teams. Rank the top three teams for you in this tournament. My top three teams in order are the U.S., yeah. Germany, and England. And I, I have if I you know I, I went and did my bracket and I've got Germany and the U.S. facing off in the final. Good. So is it? If the U.S. finishes first, do we have a good bracket going through? I haven't gotten that far. Yeah, we actually do have... Do we really want to finish first? We have the way more favorable side of the bracket. Okay. Um, because on the one side, you've got 
Canada, Australia, France, Brazil, like all those teams are on that side. And then it's like us and Spain on the other side. Good. And Spain's so. good, but they're not scary. Right. Right. Okay. Man, I thought I had a lot of questions. So here we go. We did your three teams to watch. We did players to watch. Dark Horse teams. Oh, I have a great... I have questions. Does Alex Morgan start this World Cup for you? For you. And then we'll do your starting 11. That's where I was But that is go, the best... Yeah. Th this is where we need to start. Is who's your okay. center forward? So, I have two answers to this. Uh-oh. Who my, do you do and who does the coach do? Yes, that's exactly it. In my heart of hearts, I think it's probably time for her to step back, just like Megan Rapinoe is stepping back. Um, and I think Sophia Smith should be starting at striker because we have a lot of depth at, at winger and she can play both. Yeah. So I, that's kind of what I would like to see. But I think Lotko is going to start Alex Morgan. Not Trini Rodman. Uh, she, she can play at striker. She but scored I think two she's, goals in that last game I know. playing striker. That's true. She's so effective on the wing also. She's though. very effective on the wing. I heard that when Smith and Rodman are in the game, they switch a lot. Yes. And so it's kind of like they they can, they're both playing both places. Yeah, and, and Lynn Williams as well. Like, you throw her into the mix. Okay, and it's, good. it's kind of like we can't go wrong no matter who we play up top, right. essentially. Wait, 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 wait. You think? I think, yes. Because Alex Morgan's not as dynamic anymore at her age. But in these early rounds, it may be useful to play somebody. Yeah. Sure. You know, yeah. And that, you know, games like against Vietnam and those opportunities, do we want to hold back a little bit so the injuries and the, right. the, the schedule itself and sometimes player management is going to be the big thing. And okay. also maybe hold something back so opponents don't see some of that other talent that we no, have. You really want to hold players back? Well, well in the games... It's, it's about qualifying. It's about... Are, in the are, games we, are, we, are, we, coming, are we coming into this World Cup on the... On, uh, with a ton of momentum behind us? Uh, I, I don't... Question. The big thing is I think we have a couple games that we have to worry about. We yeah. do, but uh, but once we, we win Vietnam, you don't have to put that lineup. You rest some players. You right. want it, if we can beat the Netherlands, which I believe we can, then the Portugal game has less value. Yeah, and so therefore we're at a point that we can rest players, and it's all about players. All right, all right, all right, all right. It's all, all right. about advancing. Time That's out, James. Time out, James. We're gonna advance. All right. Spoiler alert. We're the odds-on favorite to win the damn thing. We don't advance. Right. It's a different conversation. Who's your starting eleven? And we'll you can go front to back. Front to front back. Front to back. Because oh. you already brought up the forwards, so let's start in the front. Okay, so, and when I put this together, I was trying to be somewhat realistic, but also... <laughs> Just, hey, my, my mom is interested in the World Cup, because yeah. she yeah. likes women, and she likes soccer, yep. and she wants to know who's playing. Who are we going to see? So, I, like I said, I think Lotko is going to start Alex Morgan, at least in these group stage games. But, but mom, watch out for Sophia Smith, because when out. she comes in, she'll be I, better. I still have Sophia Smith starting, but oh. at left wing, left wing, and then Lynn Williams out at right wing. Okay, not the LAFC girl. LAFC. Oh, Alyssa not, Thompson? Yes, not the angel blue. She's, Alyssa she's Thompson, very 18 young. year old. She's very promising. I don't know that she's going to be trusted to be a starter. I don't feel like that's kind of the U.S.'s vibe. But that's one to watch. To be risky like that. I feel like Blotko wants to have control. That's, that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, you don't start the kid. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring yeah, up her name. But she'll get minutes. I wanted to bring up her name before yeah. we moved on because she's no, a she'll, stud. she'll get minutes. 18 years old? I think so. Or All right. Who do we got in the midfield? 17. In the midfield... Who you got? I have Lindsay Horan, 
this is this is me being optimistic about fitness levels. I have Rose Lavelle, uh-huh. and I also have Julie Ertz. So you think Rose Lavelle is going to be healthy? She hasn't played in two months. I'm, I'm praying she, that she's she been is. working hard. Let's say that yeah. she's not going to play because James wants to rotate starters. Blah blah blah. Who plays for her? Well, <laughs> for her, possibly Christy Mewis. Um, okay. I also think Andy Sullivan has been starting a lot of games, so yeah. I think that's someone that the coach trusts. So there's a good likelihood, like for Julie Ertz, if she's not ready, we've got Sullivan to come in. I want to talk about this. Wait, wait, wait. you just mentioned. I know. We're, just, we're you, in the middle of the starting No, go, go, go. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because <laughs> the question will lead in after that. Back four. Yeah. So yeah. my back four. So Crystal Dunn. Personally, I think she's way more effective in the midfield, but in the U.S. team, she's always played in the defense. So I've got her at left back. I have Kelly O'Hara at right back for some veteran. She just experience. shuts down people on the left hand side. If you have yeah. somebody that can shut people down on the left, on like just just put them there and leave them there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the Ashley Coles of the, the Ashley Coles yeah. of the world. Well, and again, the, the Patrice players... Vieiras of the world. Just, I mean the Patrice Evers of the world. Just just put them there and just yeah. let them do. This their is thing. a player that Blocko trusts. So, um, but then our center back pairing is not quite as experienced. Becky so no. Naomi Gurma and Alana Cook. Yes, Becky Sauerbrunn, that was tragic um, that she wasn't able to be fit in time for the cup. But <laughs> Naomi Gurma, honestly, is the, the U.S. player that I'm most excited about. Oh. I feel like she is I've never future. heard of this person. Who is this? Okay, so she plays for the San Diego Wave. What's um, her name? Naomi Gurma. She was the number one draft pick in the NWSL last season. Gurma. Gurma. She went yes. to Stanford, I guess, because they all go to Stanford. I think it was Stanford, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, I really it's didn't true. Know that. Um, but she's she's incredible. I feel like she's a very modern it's center. Stanford back. now is not North Carolina anymore. Stanford. Yeah, it's Stanford. Alyssa Williams, they all. Yeah. But like I said, she's a very modern center back. She's oh, comfortable in possession. She wants to play the ball out. She, she's just going to help us be so much more dynamic from okay. the back of the pitch. So that's why I'm more excited about her than possibly any other player, young, young-wise. Young Okay. The Who's the other center back? Uh, Alana Cook, who plays for the OL Ring. Okay. I'm good with her. And, yes, I think she's really solid and dependable. So she kind of is like that good balance with mm-hmm. Gurma being a little more dynamic. Um, and then for my goalkeeper, I've got Alyssa Nair. I, I think she's not had the best club season, <laughs> but I think at the U.S., level she's always been reliable so that's who i would go with i love me some rose lavelle she's the classiest player we have too much Uh, no no here's what here's what here's what i'm doing with this here's what i'm doing with this i mean she just like i watch her i'm like damn she is so smooth and she sees shit that like nobody else sees Mm -hmm. like she'll no look pass and shit like that but like she gets hurt but here's no here's the deal i feel as much as i love her game and i think that she's the classiest I feel like of the two that I need to be fit, I think I need Ertz to be fit more than her because she's yeah. more yeah. important to the team with the intensity. Fair. Like her, she can play like anywhere along the spine, and I gotta see those little T Rex arms like running <laughs> running out there. Listeners, watch if you see someone running like a T Rex. That's <laughs> that's, that's Julie Ertz. Like, cause she is. Oh, I mean, she's so important, and her intensity level is just. I just feel like she's more important than Lavelle in, in needing to be fit. That's just my my take. I think that's fair. Yeah, I would agree with that actually. Okay, so my question that I was going to have was this. We haven't talked about this. Yeah, their manager has never never played in a World Cup, never managed in a World Cup, never even managed a national team. And here he is. We're looking to do something that no national team has ever done before. 
can't, is this a pro, is, is this a concern for you? Or is it just like, you know what? We've got so much talent. We're just, we, whatever, we can overcome this. Could this guy cost us? Could this guy cost us the tournament? I mean, I have mixed feelings about him in general, just because I do think there are times, like with Crystal Dunn, where he doesn't always play players in their best position. But like you said, we've got, we've got the talent that I feel like we can make it happen regardless. And he's been with the team for long enough that I feel like the fact that he's not managed in a World Cup is not a huge deal. Yeah, he's um, because he's, he's very familiar with the players. I, I heard some chatter that he may have mismanaged all these injuries. Like... And like, yeah, they call, him, a good, they call is, him the knee collector. Yeah, what is he overplays people? And yeah, what, well, what, 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 what do they mean? Like what do they the mean by that? Like, how is he how is he contributed to our problems so far? Well, because I think in, in past cycles with the national team, he he has played some players who maybe were a fitness risk when he shouldn't have, mm. and I I think he's moving away from that and being a little more cautious, like looking at his team selection. Um, so I. But I think it's a fair criticism of him. Yeah. And I want keep it positive, rah 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 rah. <laughs> but I just wanted to get your take on that because I don't know enough about him and the inner workings of the team. But I just read this today, where I was like, "Well, this guy's like all these women are very accomplished." Like, I don't know. You hear about it from the men's side, where it's like all these guys don't have a lot of respect for Burhalter. I would think I can see where maybe these women are like, "Who is this jag? Oh, no. Who is this jag off?" No, these the, the old generation of players. Wanted Vladko. Oh, did they? I don't think there's a, any issue with the players not liking him. I've, I've he was like the one that, that they they nabbed him to manage him. Okay. And the problem is, is that he's kind of their stand, so he plays them the way they want to be played. Uh, well, and I think the biggest criticism he's had is his reluctance to kind of transition the guard from yes. his veteran players. And he's done a pretty good job, I think, of that. It's, just, it's hard Morgan. to make that. I mean, that's yeah. hard. That's a hard thing to do, especially these women like. Which kind of leads me into my next question. Rapinoe's announcing her retirement. Silly. Distraction or or selfless kind of thing. Selfless or or some, or both. Things can be more than one thing as Maddie a, says. I don't think it's a distraction because I think if, if you listen to any of the players talk about Rapino, they love her. They want to win this World Cup for her. So I think it's just giving them an extra layer of motivation this time yeah. and I would imagine she probably addressed her teammates before oh, she went yeah. and did it she yeah. didn't like oh. like she didn't pull like a LeBron like I'm taking my talents to South Beach yeah you know like, I'm sure I, she... I think it's the right move she it, uh, she's accepted that role she did she's she's gonna be that experienced cheerleader in the bit on bit and when needed you know in the final or it is uh, 20 minutes at the end of she'll the game. be in you know she'll yep. get those minutes but it's not going to be a distraction. I guess. I guess the one thing you could say though is like, well, then why? Even, why do you need to say anything about it at all? Why not just like, yeah, tell your teammates. I and question, then, and then right after you win, say, I'm out. Like, I think, I think that comes from. Can the I? Go ahead. Can I just say? I think it's because she's kind of a unique case in that she is a player that is so beloved to fans for like so many different yes. reasons, not just her on the pitch, but also yes. everything she's done off the pitch. So I, I honestly think it's a good thing that she's giving fans an opportunity to kind of like give her this farewell, not just at the World Cup, but in her last club season. Question. So. If we win this World Cup, like you predicted, and they publish a Sports Illustrated 
Who's gonna be the face? I think Sophia Smith. I think Say it she's again. Gonna, Sophia Smith is gonna be the star of this world. Yeah, Cup. and at the end of this, she'll be on Letterman. She's going to yep. Disney World. Yep. She's the player that we're and all gonna know. And I think you're already seeing that reflected in a lot of the marketing from the U.S. Federation. Like she's been very prominent. Yeah. Morgan, Morgan, we've got, we've got one well, thing we right we here. We don't know who made this. And Morgan, <laughs> Morgan will start, but this girl will come on and play better. Yeah, but and like people will. We got Rapino. Everyone knows Alex Morgan, and then we got Rodman because Rodman's Rodman. Uh, Crystal Dunn. Oh, that's yeah. Crystal Dunn? Yeah. No, but I think Rodman will be the one that will be talking about it. I don't know if okay. she's going to get enough playing time to be the... Mm-hmm. Clayton, we got one minute left oh my goodness. to finish this episode. After Friday night's USA game, Saturday night, SAFC, Miami, here in the stadium. I will see you there. Lionel we'll be Messi. there. Good night, everybody. Look for Lionel well, Messi. It's Miami. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Lionel Messi will be there. Any free kick, any comment you'd like to share in this final <laughs> No, time? I figure we'll be talking about SAFC versus Miami coming up on Saturday night, 8 o'clock, Eastern Conference. We've been trouncing every – we have back-to-back with Eastern Conference, right? We have Miami and Hartford. Yep. Back-to-back at home. This needs to be six points. Yes, yes, yes. guys. Both we bottom of the we table. We all agree here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No excuses. Yeah. And, like – Transitioning from our mid-season review, this would be a great way. Three wins in a row, boom, yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, start putting points in the pocket. Yes, and start figuring out exactly who our 11 are, Ooh. barring injuries. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, guests, yes. thank you for being here. Thank Talk you. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. James. It was fun. Excellent. I'm excited. Are you excited? Of course. Yes. One to ten? Are you an 11? Nah, I wouldn't say I'm an 11, but I'm recording the games. My wife saw me and she's like, what are you doing? Are you going to wake up and watch these games? I said, no, I'm recording them. But good night, San Antonio.